And let's talk podcasts with Elliot Childs, part of the RNZ team, runs the behind-the-scenes team in the studios here. Hi, Elliot. Hey, Jesse. You've been listening to Project Unibomb. Tell me about this one. I have. So, as you would imagine from the title, it's about the Unabomber, Ted mm. Kaczynski, which was something I didn't really know a lot about. Um, I was a bit too young, I think, when... Uh, when all this went down, but yeah. I think a few people out there might remember it. So. Um, where was the unit? Was that Oklahoma? He was caught in Montana. I think you're uh, thinking of Timothy McVeigh, right, 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 Oklahoma City bombing, okay. which was around the same time. Yeah, but, um, yeah. The Unabomber case was the longest-running manhunt in U.S. history. It huh. ran from 1978 all the way through to April 1996. Gosh, um, there were 16 bombs in total across various U.S. states. Um, most of them, well, many of them caused severe injuries to the people that opened them, and three of the bombs resulted in deaths. Um, Unibomb actually stands for University and Airline Bomber, huh. because the original bombs were sent to university professors, and one was planted on an airliner, um, and it caused a minimum amount of damage for a bomb on an airline. Uh, it, they managed to land the plane safely, and everyone survived. Um but, yeah, it was this huge, huge manhunt that ran for years and years and years. And it all got wrapped up in the space of a few months after um, 1995. So Ted Kaczynski, who was eventually charged and convicted with being the Unabomber, was a really intelligent guy, very, very smart. Um, he had a doctorate in mathematics and taught very high-level maths at the University of Michigan. But he was socially isolated quite an odd character, noted by his colleagues to be very focused on his work and nothing much else. Um, he was also a complete technophobe and despised any ideas about technology. Modern society in general and industrialization was very much against what he stood for. Yeah. And he eventually just wandered off into the wilderness of Montana and set himself up a cabin in the woods there and lived in a really isolated kind of way for years and years and years. Um, he wrote this manifesto called Industrial Society and Its Future, which was published in the Washington Post in its entirety. And it's a huge, huge manuscript. But the Washington Post published all of it in 1995 after he made threats to them and the New York Times saying, if someone doesn't publish this, there will be more bombs and they will be bigger. Wow. Um, but that proved to be his undoing because his brother and his sister-in-law read the manifesto in the post and recognized it they recognized the writing style they recognized the ideas they recognized the tone um and they put it together in their heads that this was ted and so they tipped off the fbi who looked into it and compared kaczynski's letters to his brother with the writing of the um of the Unabomber manifesto and one of the things that really clued them off was the rare type of typewriter that he was using because there weren't that many of them around um, and that typewriter had been used on letters to his brother and also this manifesto um, and eventually the FBI kind of put the case together and arrested him in his cabin in Montana and they found him living in like, absolute squalor and poverty just in the middle of nowhere Gee, the tragedy and death aside it's a, it's a great manhunt story isn't it, it is, it is, it's fascinating it's really, really interesting but I found the most interesting episode of the whole podcast is episode three, 
which is called Roll of the Dice. And this yeah. is a part of the story that's never really been told before. Mm. So it's about a group of Dungeons and Dragons playing teenagers who, from 1978 through until late 1995, were the primary suspects in the Unabomber <laughs> case. Yeah. And nobody has really reported on this until um, until this podcast came out. So... These guys were part of a group that played Dungeons and Dragons and various other war games um, in the North Shore of Chicago. And one of them had gone off to university and came back one summer to go work in, in the local forestry department. And he came home from work one day and the FBI were at his door and they said, we found your bomb. And he said, what bomb? What do you mean? What are you talking about? And it turned out that the first Unabomber bomb, Unabomber bomb, try saying that 20 times really fast, Um, it was planted in the car park of a university in Chicago. And it was addressed to one professor in New York, who this guy, Greg, who who was part of the Dungeons and Dragons group, had been studying with. And the return address was for another professor in Chicago, who Greg's mum happened to work with. So it's this bizarre coincidence where these two professors are related only seemingly via Greg and the Unabomber had managed to put their addresses on this particular envelope and the bomb was found and it blew up. Greg had absolutely nothing to do with it and the Unabomber had no idea who Greg was or any realisation that there was any connection between Mm. him and these professors but it's just one of those bizarre coincidences in life that you know just led to this guy being accused of being the Unabomber and so the FBI start looking at this whole group and trying to figure out are they all involved is only one of them involved is someone trying to set this guy up how's it how's this all working and there are three members of this group that they interview in the podcast Um, one of them is Greg who tries to just distance himself from as much as he can and another one basically takes it upon himself to antagonize the fbi at any given point um he'll start yelling at them he'll phone them up and berate them he will he says some stuff that gets them in real trouble at one point um because they question him and he says look if i was the unabomber i wouldn't go about it this way there are plenty of ways that i would kill people if i wanted to and uh at which point they go oh please tell us more about that yeah which he does uh-huh and then that leads to a whole another investigation. And then one of the group um, is convinced that actually someone is involved in this and remains convinced through to today. They don't. Uh, this guy in the end says that he doesn't believe Ted Kaczynski was the Unabomber. He believes it was one of this group um, of, oh, his, gosh. of his friends. And he turns on them and he starts helping the FBI and... You know, he comes up with some bizarre theories. Like, there's um, there's a point where he walks in and finds the lyrics to a John Prine song called "Sweet Revenge" that have been handwritten by um, by one of the group. They've listened to the record and just copied out the lyrics. And he sees um, lines in this song which could correspond to parts mm-hmm. of the Unibom case. And so he takes this to the FBI and says, "Look, here's proof. He's telling you how he's doing it." And, 
So yeah. is the series is the series mostly just telling the story of how they found the guy, or is that just a small part of it? It aside m- aside from this episode three, yeah. So episode three is about these guys, yeah. but the, the rest of the series is actually all about the investigation into Kaczynski yeah. and Kaczynski himself um, and what he was like as a person. Yeah, and, um, the really interesting stuff um, on those episodes is the the conversation with his brother who tipped off the FBI mm-hmm. about him because there's a lot of interviews with him and, you know, the conflict he went through in, yeah. in shopping his own brother to the FBI, huh. but also how his beliefs and and his brothers kind of coincide. Like, he lived in the desert in a literal hole in the ground for <laughs> two years. He dug himself a hole in the ground and covered it with a, a sheet of metal and that was his home for two years because he just wanted to disconnect completely. Okay, great recommend. Project Unibom, if people would like to look it up. It's an eight-part series on the Unibomber investigation. Elliot Childs is our podcast reviewer. Thank you so much, sir. No worries.